Welcome to the new ABCs, your guide to the 2020s, the weirdest decade in human history. I'm your host, Jack Freeman. In this podcast, I'll tell you everything you need to know about the 2020s, a decade where everything's made up and the points don't matter. A quick disclaimer, I'm ignorant and nothing should be held against me in 20 years when it turns out I'm wrong about literally everything. Okay, here we go. On this week's episode, the letter I. I is for iCarly. The new iCarly reboot on Paramount Plus might be the perfect 2020s TV show. I mean, the show is bad. Like, the acting is bad, the jokes are bad, and there's no reason to watch it unless you're directly related to someone in the cast or crew. But it's the perfect TV show for our era because it's every media trend from the last two decades packed into a single show like a 2020s multivitamin. And like every multivitamin, it probably won't make your life better, but if you watch it, you might poop more often. The original iCarly was a Nickelodeon TV sitcom that ran from 2007 to 2012. It followed a teenage girl named Carly as she made YouTube-style videos with her friends Sam and Freddie and older brother Spencer. Carly and Sam do wacky games on camera, while Freddy films and produces the show. And together, they experience the harmless, starry-eyed life of being internet celebrities before internet celebrities were expected to sell skin products and to box Floyd Mayweather. The original iCarly was a good kids' TV show in that it was fun, inoffensive, and everyone talked super loud. For real, the director of a mid-2000s Nickelodeon or Disney Channel show basically only had to say, cut, that was great, uh, but can we do it again, but instead of talking like normal people, I want you to yell like you're on fire. Can you, can you yell like you're on fire? Hey, Rick, Rick, can we get some fire in here? Can we light these preteens on fire? iCarly was peak 2000s, and watching it makes me nostalgic for 2000s culture. It's a reminder of that weird period of the internet before Mark Zuckerberg and Jeff Bezos divided our consciousness, like aunties carving a Thanksgiving turkey. Even the title of the show, iCarly, is a relic of a time when brands put an I or E in front of their products to show that they're high-tech. It's possible that the 2003 invasion of Iraq was just because George W. Bush mistook the country for a high-tech rack. Looking back, the real joke of the original iCarly was that Carly and her friends were homegrown, indie, DIY, viral internet stars, and we watched them in a cable TV sitcom with a multi-million dollar budget and a bad laugh track. I mean, pretty ironic, right? In a lot of ways, the show itself was a milestone, since it was the first popular TV show where the social internet was at the center, instead of just a CSI Miami side plot where David Caruso uses a Yahoo search to find a cannibal's home cooking blog. If you're wondering, no, that didn't actually happen, but doesn't it sound like it could have happened? 
Now in 2021, CBS rebooted iCarly and put it on Paramount Plus, which is maybe the world's most unnecessary streaming platform. In the reboot, Carly's now a washed up late 20s millennial with no professional or personal direction as she moves back home to be near her family. As a late 20s millennial myself, with no professional or personal direction who once moved in with family, the show feels like a personal attack. In classic 2020s pettiness, Carly restarts her video channel after her ex-boyfriend and his new girlfriend start a channel of their own. You can't get more millennial than creating online content to make your ex jealous. I mean, maybe if that content also involves making gluten-free pumpkin bread while being $140,000 in debt. Carly's friend Freddie also moves back home at the start of the series. Freddie apparently had a pretty rough time in the 2010s. He moves back from California after a failed tech startup and two divorces. I'm guessing they drop the plotline where Freddie's addicted to Oxycontin because the show doesn't have the budget. He moves back in with his mom alongside his adopted stepdaughter Millicent, who's a smart Gen Z kid who's constantly annoyed by all the old millennial fogies, and who should probably not be hanging out with Freddie's adult friends. But hey, babysitters are expensive. <laughs> Right off the bat, the reboot is... shocking. While the original iCarly was definitely a kid's show for a kid's audience, the reboot is an adult show about adults doing very adult things. Carly and her crew drink and curse and hook up with people. As someone who grew up with the original show, it's... weird. It's that feeling when you're at a bar and you run into a childhood friend who's doing shots of tequila while pointing out public bathrooms where they bang strangers. Like, Derek, I'm, I'm not judging you. It's just the last time I saw you, you were eating glue. In general, the reboot goes down the checklist of 2020's media trends. Carly's friend Sam doesn't appear in the reboot because the actress who played Sam, Jeanette McCurdy, retired from her child acting career. McCurdy actually fits into a growing trend of former child actors who hate that they were child actors, alongside Amanda Bynes and the half-man from Two and a Half Men. Carly's new best friend is a pansexual woman named Harper, and both Harper and Freddie's kid Millicent are black. This is a welcome change to the original series, where, no exaggeration, I don't think there was a single person of color. There might have been different gender and sexual identities, but they weren't addressed in the show. Because 2000's popular discourse about sexuality was limited to headlines asking why Ricky Martin wore those pants. Carly's videos have also changed to fit 2020's content creation. It's surreal to see a fake early viral internet star have to adapt her fake videos to the real age of influencers and content creation. In one of the episodes, Carly does a branded video about a lifestyle product that hilariously turns out to be fish food. Throughout the series, a bunch of other characters are also content creators, and the most realistic part of the show is how jealous and petty they can all be about each other's stuff. It's a good reminder that if the movie Mean Girls was rebooted in the 2020s, instead of a high school cafeteria, the whole plot would take place on Twitter. 
and Regina George would probably be cancelled when somebody screenshots her using the N-word. However, the most interesting thing about the iCarly reboot isn't really the show, which, like I said earlier, is not good, but it's what the show is about. It's yet another reboot during the golden age of reboots, when streaming services are pimping out our nostalgia and we happily give them our cash. But unlike Ghostbusters or Karate Kid or even Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, the original iCarly ended nine years ago. As in, there are still kids who were kids when the original show aired. The only difference now is that they're old enough to know that Paramount Plus isn't worth $9 a month. Maybe the value of the iCarly reboot is that it shows us how time itself is changing. Nine years ago doesn't seem like a long time, but how long ago does the Obama administration feel? How long ago does the Great Recession feel? And Occupy Wall Street? And Brangelina? Heck, how long ago does Brexit feel? And Trump's election? And his first impeachment? And his second impeachment? Here's how quickly things are changing. At the start of the original iCarly series in 2007, the first iPhone wasn't released yet. By the end of that series in 2012, smartphone screen time for the average person in America was more than six hours a day. When the original iCarly ended in 2012, recreational marijuana was legal in just two states. Now in 2021, Carly and her friends can legally light up in the majority of the United States, and even Canada if they're feeling nasty. And at the end of the original series nine years ago, Netflix was the only widely used video streaming service. In the 2020s, we're talking about a TV show with a multi-million dollar budget hosted on a hundred million dollar streaming service, which replaced a cable TV sitcom, which was about a viral internet star producing videos, which, as we know from YouTube and TikTok, will pretty soon replace all of it. If that's not the perfect 2020s TV show, I don't know what is. <laughs> this has been the new ABCs. New episodes come out every week. If you want to keep in touch, follow us at the new ABCs or reach out at the new ABCs podcast at gmail.com. If you have a moment, a rating or review on your podcast app would make me feel like the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Until next time, stay goofy.